0: Hi, everybody. I'm Mary Day. I'm a junior major in marketing. Welcome to Impact Fellowship. Hey, good morning. Good morning, everybody, and welcome into another Sunday here. Um, today's date is January the 22nd. There you go, 22nd. This month is almost over with. And I am Pastor Tony Jones, and I am here, and I'm the pastor of Impact Fellowship. We welcome everybody into this place. Listen, before we go any further, let us all stand to our feet so we can pray and just open up this service with an expectation from God. Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for who you are. We thank you, Lord, for what you are doing in this place and in this. This season, Lord God, we thank you for all those who are joining us, Father, across this nation, across this world. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you knew exactly where we would be. And so, Father, I thank you right now, Lord God, for doing the impossible in our lives. Father, we open up our hearts to you. We receive you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Let everybody say amen. amen. Hallelujah! Great are you, Lord! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Tell you what, while you're still standing, let us greet each other. Let's give each other a hug and give a big smile. And I'm so glad you're here. That means you actually got to move. There you go. I'm so glad you're here. Come on, give somebody a hug. Now, after you hug that person, hug somebody else. Say, I'm so glad you're here. Now, for those of you who are watching us online right now, I have a whole mass of people just hugging each other. Yes, there you go. There you go. Welcome, welcome, welcome into this place. I am so glad you're here. Nobody came to hug me, but that's okay. Here come David. Here go. I am so glad you are all here. I'm believing that God is going to do something for us um, today uh, in this place. Hallelujah. Great are you, Lord. Alright. I just asked y'all to hug. Now y'all have a conversation. Now come on. Now y'all doing too much. That's right. It is good. I'm so glad that you are all here. Welcome. I just got to give a shout out to um, this this church and everyone that, that's in it. Um, there was an involvement there on Thursday. And for all of those who participated, for all of those who helped put this thing together, thank you. You know, if, if we were to use a uh, today vernacular... We would say that we were using our brand, the brand of Impact Fellowship, to help open the, the door to other people, to let them know that we are here and that God is here for them. So for all of you who participated, thank you. For all of you who are here for the very first time, welcome. I am so glad that you're here. Come on, help me say that. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad you're here. Amen. Amen. All right, come on, turn with me into the book of Habakkuk. Habakkuk, the second chapter. We're going to begin at verse 1. This is a very uh, familiar passage of scripture, I know, because I've used it a few times. Um, So I know that that's very uh, familiar, at least to some of us. Habakkuk, the first chapter, um, second chapter. Beginning at verse 1. Now, it would help I got it right. There it is. Thank you, son. Let me just put that right there. And it reads I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I'm corrected. Then the Lord answered me and he said, Write the vision, and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. Somebody say appointed time. time. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak, and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry it will not tarry. Hallelujah. I just want to give this message a title that says It's Your Time. It's Your Time. Come on, look at your neighbor and say it's your, time. It's, your time. it's your Time. It's Your Time. You know, um, one of the things that I want to, to do uh, Mary's here today, so Mary, we're going we're gonna to take after you today. I want everyone to pull out your uh, telephone. Please pull out your telephone. If you have your phone with you, pull out your telephone. Now I need you to to be ready to take notes. Now if you have a a journal or something that you're taking notes with, that's fine. You don't have to use your phone. But I need you to to take some notes here because this is gonna be very important for us. So here we see Habakkuk is is there and he says that, you know, I'm going to stand on the rampart. What is the rampart? Well, a rampart is like a a protective uh, force. It, It allows you to stand up high so that you can see what's coming. And he said this, he said, and I'm going to wait for what God's going to say to me. And then what will he say when he corrects me? Glory to God. But here it comes. He says, Write the vision and make it plain. So, what does it? What is a vision? Well, a vision is an unusual foresight. It's unusual foresight. So here we have vision, and here we see that that God is is giving the the the, the message of writing the vision down. Why is this important? Because so many times we miss. What is what God is saying to us. Okay, let me give you an example. Okay, there it is. How many of you have dreams at night? Glory to God. Oh, okay, I'm in the right place. So you have dreams, and sometimes, I'm talking about the uh, a good ones. And you have a, a real good dream, and you wake up, and the dream was so good that you, you're smiling. Amen? It's like, oh, that was a good one. Man, that was good. And as the day goes on, you remember how good the dream was but you don't remember the dream you just remember how good it was and then by the next day it's like i had a dream yesterday but i don't remember it but see this is what god is saying this is why you write the vision down um so what do we all have in in common well i'm glad you asked that question we all have these, these telephones, amen? So there is the phone that will allow you to write down what God is giving you. Okay, hold on to that. It is important to write it down in the detail that you see it. Your writing will help serve as a road map between the conception and the realization. Your writing will help you... And it will help your vision be as a roadmap between the conception and the realization. Last week, when we had, when we talked about, what happens in process, amen. And when we talked about those things in detail. Now we're going to go a little bit further here. Um, it is very important that you write your vision. Yes, hallelujah. Somebody say my vision. My vision. It is important that you write your vision. Why? Because it is you who will get the fulfillment. Watch this. I'm going to show you something. One of the things that will snatch your vision um, away, and this is going to be important. Let's just give this a number. Let's call this number two. Protect the vision. Somebody say protect protect the vision. It's going to be very important to protect your vision. And I'm going to give you an example of how not to protect your vision. How not to protect the people? Yes. Watch this. Here's the telephone. Let's go live. Oh, let me tell you, God gave me something today, and and God said that I'm going to be rich, I'm going to be a millionaire, and and all these things are going to come to me. See, the moment you start telling the vision before the realization, it gives the enemy room to come in and delay, destroy, destroy, and or deny your vision. Glory to God. Watch this. You, you got to understand, see, I'm here at Penn State, and, and God just told me I'm going to Harvard. What? Sometimes we get caught up in the fad of the time. Glory to God. Okay. Uh, I'll give you an example of that. <laughs> During my time of going to being in college, when we went to church, we all wore suits and ties. And some of you are like, I'm so glad I'm not back there at your time. Sometimes we will get stuck in just that that, that fad or that season. I remember when um, my pastor said, listen, called all the brothers into the office. He said, listen, we got to come out of these ties. We were like, what? What do you mean? No ties. We're not going to wear ties, of course. He said, I'm not saying that you can't wear a tie, but I'm saying that, you know, the the people are not comfortable when we're all in suits and they don't have suits on. It's like, what? See, we didn't capture the vision. He said, well, I'll I'll say it differently. We got to go where the people are. And the people are comfortable just wearing jeans. What do you mean? I can wear jeans on Sunday? Oh, pastor, you didn't teach us that. We can't be wearing jeans on Sunday. Understand this, is that when you get stuck in a place, you will miss where God is trying to take you. Somebody say, protect the vision. vision. Let me give you another illustration here. Pastor's getting all deep. It's because we got visitors here. (laughs) Give you another illustration. There are two birds who who uh, 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 live or operate in the uh, desert. One is a a hummingbird. Somebody say hummingbird. Hummingbird. Now, a hummingbird is kind of nice, you know. The hummingbird is looking for uh, uh, um, nice plants to feed off of, right? Okay, so that's one. And then you have the complete opposite, which is a vulture. Glory to God. See, vultures live off of things that are dead. Vultures is not one that's looking for life, but they're just looking for that which is that which is dead and is that is is old and and, and smelly. Hallelujah! In fact, the vulture's beak is such that it can not only eat large chunks of meat, but it can get the very finest uh, 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 slivers of meat, even down to the bone. Have you ever heard uh, uh, someone talk about? Oh, he cleaned it down to the bone. That's how the, the vulture is designed. Watch this. Um, see, you, can, you, you see that these two birds operate in the same field, but they're doing two different things. Hallelujah. So too are your uh, uh, surroundings. You have people in your lives that are both vulture and hummingbird. Those which are a hummingbird will support the vision. Somebody say support the vision. Support the vision. But those who are like vultures will, will be the ones that will try to snatch um, that out. Somebody say haters. Haters. Ah, I'm in the right place now. See, there is something about we are attracted to people who hate on us. Amen? Amen. We are attracted to people who hate on us, so much so that um, that which I'm wearing needs to be uh, uh, something that my haters like. The places that I'm going has to be the same places that my haters like. See my fit? Yes. And I'm waiting for my haters to approve. Let me tell you something. Your haters will never approve. And so we get charged by doing things that people who don't like us and don't support us want us to do. Watch this. Hummingbirds. Remember I said the hummingbirds feed off of um, the the very delicate plants that are found in deserts. Are there plants found in deserts? Plants grow in deserts? Yes. But the hummingbirds for this represent all those who support you. Glory to God. I'll give you one as an example. You have um, your, your, your parents. Parents are like hummingbirds in most cases. Are like hummingbirds. We will say some foolish stuff to them, and then we're like, Okay. Well well, let's see how we can make that work. Amen. You got some parents like that. Amen. I'm in the right place. And so we we find ourselves with with both uh 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 hummingbirds. Um, And we have vultures in our lives. Why is that important? Because we need to be able to identify immediately which is which. Glory to God. Sometimes the people who are in direct competition with us will be that. uh, Oh my God, here we go. Uh, I'll, I'll just move on. Watch this. Be careful with whom you are connected to. People who have a vulture-type tendency and attitude will hinder your progress and pursuit. However, people who have a hummingbird quality will only aid and support because they have goals for their life also. Understand this, beloved, is that um, the things that God is trying to get to us, um, he's trying to show us first... um, What's, behind, what's around us? Who is there supporting us? Here it comes. There is times where the vision will be delayed. Hallelujah. There may be a time that your vision appears to be delayed in its arrival. You have done all the necessary preparations required. And so, so you ask yourself, what am I supposed to do now? I've done everything. Watch this. While you are waiting to move into the realization of your vision, grow where you're planted. Come on, nut your neighbor and say, grow where you're planted. Grow Grow where you're planted. I want to use this as an example, um, because I'm here on on the campus here. Um, Many of you, some of you, Penn State was not your first choice. Glory to God. Okay, I'm in the right place. And not only that, Penn State might have been your first choice, but Penn State Harrisburg wasn't it. I thought we were going to State College. Where is Happy Valley? (laughs) This wasn't it. What do you mean I have to go to Penn State Harrisburg for two years before I can go to? What does that look like? Understand this, while you are yet waiting, grow yes. where God has planted you. See, there, here's the part that most of us struggle. God opens a door for you, but that's not the door you wanted. What do you mean? I, I go, who? Where is that? Many times God has blessed you with that which is perfect for you. Somebody say, for me. For me. That which is perfect for you, but that's not what you wanted. Because all my haters was doing something else. I want to be where they are. Can I pick this up again? Many times, this is where we look for identity. Hallelujah. Oh, they just took a vacation. Why are we going on vacation? She's looking at me like, well, "What does that got to do with me? Oh, she got Jimmy Choo shoes. Mom, why do I have Jimmy Choo shoes? And your mother is being very nice and saying, well, baby, because you don't have Jimmy Choo money. <laughs> okay. There's so many times where we get stuck on those things. Hallelujah. Here's the things that, that we we need. Somebody say faith. faith. The scripture says this. The just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. And faith is, is this. is confidence in God. Faith is confidence in God. Watch this. Hebrews the 11th chapter around the 6th verse says this. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is what? A rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Your vision and your faith have to come together. Our faith in God must be shown and actively displayed in our lives. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. Can I ask you this question? How many people know right now that you're in church? How yeah? How, how many people? Or put your hand down. How many people will be shocked that you were here in church? Like, mm, mm, mm. Our faith has to be active. Hallelujah. Why? Because there is there, there's a lot of. Come here, please. There's a lot of things that happen when you make a declaration. So here is Aaron uh, uh, Michael here. Aaron Michael looks like me because he's my son. Now, what would it be like if if I say, if I didn't say, this is my boy? boy Look just like me. Don't go nowhere (laughs) again. How about this? What if every time he came, I did this to him? Or how about this? How about every time I came, he turned his back on me? Don't go nowhere again. But that's what we do to God. People ought not be surprised of who you are. One of the things that makes it so much harder. Okay, so I'm done. (laughs) One of the things that makes it so hard for us to move out in God is being able to declare who we are in Him. Oh, yeah, I'm going someplace. One of the reasons why we don't share who we are in God because. I want the option to leave. Uh Uh-oh, got quiet. That means I'm in the right place. I want the option to leave. I want the option to say, God, that was cool, but I'm good. You know know how what, what people say is like, well, religion is a personal thing, and that should be something that should only be shared between you and your God. I beg to differ. Because many of us would would not be in as much trouble that we find ourselves in um, because we don't declare who he is to us. Oh, move on, preacher. You're making people uh, uncomfortable now. Watch this. Faith in God makes the impossible possible. Faith says yes when man says no. Faith moves obstacles that is in your way. Hallelujah. I want to share this with you, Um, and I am almost done. There was a a, a young man that was not too far from the ages of here, but for everyone who was participating, this is applicable to to our lives also. Young man um, was going into school. Now, uh, his parents were saved. Hallelujah. And they raised their son to be saved. Now, here this young man is now going into school and he he writes a letter to share with his parents one day at dinner. And he says this. um, He begins to um, share what God has given him for his life. And he says, Mom, Dad, God has shown me that I'm going to do this, this and this. Now the reason why I didn't give you the actual details is because I want you to put your situation in this letter. Hallelujah. God said I'm going to do this, this, and this, and God said that it's it's going to be um, a good thing, and I'm going to have friends who are saved just like I am. Mom is sitting there feeling very proud and and happy for her son that she begins. To cry uh, these happy tears, somebody said, "Mommy is happy." Exactly. Daddy was sitting there, looking like, "That's my boy. Look at him. Talk about the Lord, son." And so he goes off to college. Glory to God. Found a girlfriend. Then found another. Then found one more. Classes weren't going as well as he thought they would be because. You actually have to go to class in order to be successful. He found that he couldn't go, um, he couldn't get to to, to class on time uh, because he was sleeping through his classes and uh, going to bed late. Hallelujah. He found out that he was going to be uh, placed on academic probation. So much so that he was told that if you don't uh, uh, fix these things, you're going to be academically dismissed. Somebody said, He's out. He's out. The young man re- realized that, okay, I'm going to have to tell my, my father this when he comes. So I better get it out of the way now. Glory to God. And he calls home and, and he tells his parents. And his parents are so excited to hear from him that mom puts him on a speaker. So he begins to tell him, Mom, Dad, Things aren't going well here, and they're, and they're asking me to leave. See, Mom and Dad was already scheduled to come visit him that weekend. And he realized that Dad is kind of no-nonsense, so he better have all of his things packed and ready to go. Saturday morning comes, he's ready. He packed up his room. He has already given up. He's already decided that I can't do this Anymore. Parents knock on the door. He's ready to go. Suitcase is packed. All the posters are off the wall. When he opened up the door, he was greeted by his parents with these big smiles. And they hugged him. And he just began to weep in his parents' arm. And they were beginning to tell him how proud they were of him. And he says, why? How are you proud of me? I didn't do well. I did all the things that I wasn't supposed to. Dad pulls out the letter and begins to read it to him, reminding him of everything that he wrote down. What are you talking about, preacher? I'm saying this. Every time that we try to do this thing in and of ourselves, by ourselves, on our own strength, We set ourselves up for failure. The son and the parents began to talk about, well, what went wrong? And he began to say, talk about all the things that he found in college. Mom and dad weren't mad at him. They were disappointed in the situation, but they weren't mad at him. And they begin to go over the uh, details. And mom asked him a question. He said, well, son, did you find a church? And he said, well, no, there, there, there was, there's no church a, a, a around. And then dad said, well, did you look? And he said, well, no. And they begin to go over the, the list again and again, line by line, detail by detail. Now, let me speed this up. What they found was he lost his vision. He wrote the vision, but he gave it to his parents. His faith and his vision uh, uh, were not connected. Last part, understand this. And the reason why I've asked you guys to write these things down is that you're going to need to find your vision. Let, let's look to the, to the scriptures. Matthew, the uh, 14th chapter. The Bible says that, that right after um, that story of Jesus uh, feeding 5,000 uh, people, that he and the disciples, um, he sent the disciples uh, away, glory to God, and, and he went to pray. The scripture says that on the fourth watch, and that is between, the, between about 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., the boat was already out on the water. Scripture says that the disciples saw something on the water, and they became afraid. Glory to God. Scripture says that that, was, that thing which was on the water looked like Jesus. Peter said, Lord, if it's you, let me come out. Scripture says, Jesus said, come on. Hallelujah. And Peter began to walk on the water. Why is this important? Because Peter represents us. Peter's faith said, God, if that's you, then let me come out there. Where was everybody else? Here's the part that's important. Everybody else was afraid. Peter's faith in God was was bigger. Hallelujah. Scripture says that Peter began to walk on the water. But something happened as Peter began to walk. Scripture says that the winds began to kick up. So much so that Peter... got distracted and began to look as to what was happening around him so much so that Peter began to sink scripture says that Jesus reached out his hand picked Peter up and put him back on the, on the boat now there's I've heard many different messages around this particular uh, uh, uh passage of scripture but I want to share this with you hallelujah Peter had the faith to walk out on water, but he didn't have the faith to stay there. Many of you have faith in God to do some crazy stuff. When I say crazy, I mean stuff that nobody else is doing. The moment you start depending on, hallelujah, someone else's approval other than God, you will sink. The moment you try to do this thing absent of God, you will sink. Hallelujah. And here comes the part. The moment you try to do things in secret of God, you will sink. Mm. There is so much, hallelujah godly potential here in this place and for those who are watching. And listen, for those who are watching, this is not an age thing. This is not a a thing of, okay, this is for for people who are uh, 30 and, and younger. No. This is for everybody. God is not limited to just our age. Now, yes, you know, let's be honest, you know, when you're younger, you have a lot more energy to do a lot more things. Amen? But well, understand this, beloved, that the enemy wants to keep you in that place of delay. Hallelujah. Can we talk about time for a second? I was late um, uh, getting here on Sunday. Um, today, I was late. Um, I couldn't get to sleep last night. I just couldn't get to sleep. And so I was delayed in getting here. And the first thing I I thought about um, was oh man, I'm delayed, and now it's gonna back me up with with everything else. Watch this. Some of us need an alarm clock to get up, Um, amen? Amen. I don't use an, an alarm clock anymore. Most of the time, I I get up. Now, funny thing was, I got up on time. But I went back to sleep. And then I got up, and I was still on time. But then I went back to sleep. And I couldn't figure out why did I I keep falling back to sleep? It's because I didn't get to sleep until about 4 a.m., So, my timing was off. What are you talking about, preacher? Is that, understand this. If you need help, get it. (laughs) I I talk about time all the time with with people. Because we we waste time, we abuse time, and we don't take advantage of time. Time is something that... (laughs) We just don't have. I was sharing with my wife this morning. Um, she had spent the, uh, the weekend with her mother. I'm like, wow, you got to enjoy this time. Because when you no longer have it, you wish you would have had it. It's the same thing with your vision. The scripture says, for the vision is only for an appointed time. Just like we used at the, at the beginning of this message, how the a dream is with you, the first hour when you wake up, oh, that was a good dream, that was a good dream. If you don't write it down, you're going to lose it. That's why God gives us vision. But if we don't take advantage of it, it's only for an appointed time. Somebody say appointed time. time. Here it is. If you don't take advantage of what God is giving you, you're going to miss your opportunity. So what should we do? One, we should pray and ask God for for a vision if you don't have one. Hallelujah. Now, there could be multiple visions in your life. There could be one for family. There could be one for business. There could be one for you name it. You could have multiple visions going on at the same time. Number two, cut away all the vultures that could hinder this process. Hallelujah. God has been trying to disconnect you from certain people. Come here, Tyler. God has been trying to disconnect you from certain people, but yet we want to stay connected to him. Come here, brother. That's where you are getting the camera.
1: Um,
0: There is something... About wanting to stay connected to something who don't want to stay connected to us. Tyler, try to try to uh, walk away. No. <laughs> yeah. So Tyler is trying to walk away. I want to keep Tyler in Hallelujah. Understand this, beloved. When that which is trying to disconnect from you, let it go. And then watch what God does. See, when I let it go, come back into in camera here, Tyler. When I let um, it go, my faith says, God, I trust you. And if it is for me, when it returns, it will return to me the right way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many times we want to hold on to something that is not right for us. Hallelujah. Don't go nowhere, Tyler. I'm, I'm not done with you yet. So many times we want to stay connected to things that's not right for us. Like, hey, guess what? I'm connected to Tyler. Tyler may be interfering, messing up, blowing up your vision. But I want to stay connected to this thing. I say to you this, trust God. Trust God. Because when you trust God, you say, God, your way is bigger than mine. I trust you with my vision. Watch this one. I trust you with my heart. I trust you with my mind. Stop holding on to the things that's trying to disconnect from you. Believe God. Hallelujah. The other thing, Um, Number three, you need to get connected and planted in a church. Why? Because the church is going to teach you how to have a relationship with God. Yes, people will always say at this point, well, you don't need to have a church. You don't need to be in church to have a relationship with God. Okay, I'm going to tell you this. That's some stuff. The church does does this, it allows us to connect with God. If I've never connected with God, how will I learn? The church allows us to learn of him, connect with him, and to grow in him. So let's do a recap. Pray and ask God for vision uh, number two. Cut away all the vultures Um, that is in in your life that is hindering you. Number three, get connected to God in church. And number four, hallelujah. Talk to those hummingbirds in your life. Get connected to all those who are supporting you and your vision spiritually I'm talking about those people who are praying for you I will say this that all of you who are here and online is here because somebody's been praying for you If that's your mother glory to God I'm looking at Jonathan age hey, Turn turn the camera over so we can look at John Everybody look at Jonathan uh, I'm looking at Jonathan because Jonathan and I have been talking about um, the relationship that he has with his parents who was doing ministry. Hallelujah. And I'm talking about when you have people in your life who are doing those things. Okay, I'm good. When you have people in your life that are doing those things, those are the ones you want to stay connected to. They're the hummingbirds, they're the ones who are praying for you. Even when you're saying crazy stuff. Have you ever said some crazy stuff? If well, God bless them. <laughs> that's because you're saying some crazy stuff. And they know that anything that I say is not going to change that's, that craziness that's coming out of your mouth. So God bless them. Help them. Teach them. Show them. I'm going to end there. That's where I'm going to stop here. God is trying to get something to us. He's trying to grow us. He's trying to teach us. We haven't arrived yet. I'll be 55 this year, and I still haven't arrived. I'm still learning. So if pastor is still learning at almost 55, how much more are all of us still growing, still learning? We don't have it all yet. And God is trying to get it to us. Come on, stand to your feet. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for who you are. Father, we thank you for the vision for ourselves. We thank you, Lord God, for what you're saying to us, what you're showing us, what you're doing for us. I thank you, Lord God, for doing the impossible. I thank you, Lord God, for working out these things for us. Now, Father, some of us have family members who are ailing in their bodies, Lord God. Father, we thank you right now for what you're saying and doing. We thank you, Lord God, for healing. We thank you for delivering, Lord God. Father, some of us are struggling right now. Hallelujah. We've forgotten the vision. So Father, I thank you, Lord God, if we've forgotten vision that you have, have shown us, Lord God, I thank you right now for bringing it back to our minds. I thank you, Lord God, for giving us everything that you have for us. You're a good God. You do all things well. So, Father, we thank you for doing the impossible. Heal us. Protect us. Grow us in you. We thank you for what you're doing, Lord God. Now, Father, don't let us stay in this place let us move and grow in you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. Right now, we're just going to move right into offering for all of of you who are online. We invite you to send your tithe and your offering to our cash app. that's Dollar Sign Impact Fellowship. Now, for those of you who are here, we invite you to um, give your offering in, in the basket here. Um, all of the money that is collected here on campus stay on campus. Uh, what does that mean, Pastor? That means that everything that we do here on Penn State's campus helps grow this ministry on campus. Amen. Fellowship opportunities, it comes from that fund. Hi, oh, I yeah, that- This is not going to be the last that you hear about vision from me, Um, because I believe that this is something that God is going to give all of you, uh, all of us, to help us grow. Amen. Um, Please remain standing. Sarah. Invite you to stay connected with us. We have um, several ways. You can follow us on, you can write to us at um, Impact Fellowship PO Box 154. You can email Pastor Tony, myimpactfellowship at gmail.com and write to him and pass on your questions and and your concerns, and he'll be happy to, to help support you in that way. And stay connected. Sometimes we have to hear a word again, so hear it on our podcast. Um, Anchor.fm, it's also on Spotify, as well as um, our YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, Impact Fellowship. You can find it every time a message is uploaded. You'll get that notification. You can stay connected and keep hearing what God is saying to us. Amen. Amen. Well, let's prepare to go. There are some things that we'll be doing here uh, next month. Um, We have, we'll be doing a a baby dedication christening here next month. I'll let you know um, next week when we're gonna do it. I want you all to be here to participate in that. What? It's like real church stuff, man. Yes, yes. God is gonna grow us. He's gonna grow all of us. Um, So we're looking forward to doing that with um, baby Ella. Amen. Her mother mother and her father, Lauren um, Payton, is uh, online with us right now, and we thank God for her. You heard us um, talk about Lauren. Lauren was where you guys are sitting back in 2013, amen, and she's still a part of this ministry now. She and her family are in Germany. She and her husband, her husband is in the military, um, and they're coming back to this era area, um, we thank God for that, we thank God for them um, why are you sharing that? I love sharing because Lauren reminds me uh, of where you guys are now You know, she's still a part of this ministry um, she's grown grown with children and a husband and she's still a part of this ministry uh, and you'll get a chance to see her and you'll get a chance to meet her um, and she'll get a chance to meet you as well so we're going to do that um as part of um, this church family this church body uh this coming month of february amen amen come on let's pray uplift the hands father we thank you for a time in you and now father we thank you for these your people lord god bless them as they leave this place now may the grace of our lord and savior jesus christ the sweet communion of the holy spirit rest rule in the body with each one of us now and forever Let this church say, amen, amen. God bless you all. And remember, as we say here at Impact Fellowship, have a great week in God on On purpose. purpose. God bless you all. Hi, everybody. So at church today, we talked about protecting your vision and also growing at where you are right now. We looked at Habakkuk 2, verse 1 to 3, about writing down your vision and having faith in God that he will provide for you, he will protect you, and he will make sure your vision will come to to pass. Thank you so much, and have a great week. We'll see you next week.